You got any like talents? Like hidden talents? Can you dance? You can tap dance? Can you? No. Here, I'll play a song and you dance. Okay. I can't really sing. I have to sing goofy in order to sing. Like I have to sing stupid. Okay? Okay. I, pretty much the, this entire, every time I go to edit this podcast, I have to edit out a small conversation that we have about how either good or poor the clap was. <laughs> we should compile them all together. And I, should, I should make, we'll call it the, the clap. We the give, clap. We'll give our <laughs> listeners the clap. Oh, what a Valentine's Spe- way. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of sexually transmitted diseases... Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Um, I have a cold, which is vo- what the which is why my voice sounds super sexy to all the ladies out there. <coughs> so uh, <laughs> that's uh, Scott Morrison's number in the description of this podcast. Mm, you should call. because <laughs> I have the cold today. Um, I didn't want Danny to have to carry the, the, the load alone. So we brought a guest on. You want to say something, buddy? <laughs> that was maybe your, your opportunity. Key. Hello. Good. Welcome him back to the show, Michael Dunn. That's more like it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm surprised, surprised you got me back after the last Are one. You, the last one was fun. I mean, the last one, I was very tempted to... Because the last one you were on was Top Gun. Yes. And I admittedly had a few too many beers and thought playing loud music was hilarious i still stand by it's a good episode um and i was very tempted to download lots of music and stuff again this time but the setup is a little bit yeah we're all very precarious we're all very like yeah that's but even though i think this is probably still a better setup than the one in the old recording studio Uh, yeah where we had to to, like i had to like wedge a desk chair like in between my bed and a desk uh, yeah it wasn't a good time here i mean we're restricted by the fact that we have two laptops hmm. which is nice and then michael just has this fucking gargantuan desktop computer that looks like it's from about which i brought with me from home yeah it looks like it's from about 1997 again this is my home too this is your home yeah we live together now yeah that's an update since the top gun episode yeah exactly now the episode was so good you moved in with me me and danny don't live together no we've never lived together danny lives with his girlfriend Speaking of that, happy Valentine's Day! Yeah. <laughs> just, just maybe every, maybe Danny's oh. gonna have an insight to this movie today that we're not gonna have. Maybe maybe so because I'm a long term relationship kind of man. Yeah, yeah, and me and Michael, we just we're just two boys. Also, well, since you've said it, happy Valentine's Day, Bernadette. I'll say that oh, since, since you've since you said Good. it. Like, <laughs> let me, let, Shout out! Let me just get my violin. <laughs> Shout out to Bernadette. He's got oh. a big question. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the format for doing that. Oh, yeah, because you would have to. Th- I think this is the way you'd find out that yeah. Bernadette doesn't listen yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> I'd just get for, for years and years. I'd be just staring at him like, why do you just keep staring at me like that? Well, you just yeah. don't know, do you? You just have no fucking idea. Oh, so did you listen to? Uh, She's like, oh, I listened to Second Opinion. You're like, oh, did you? She's like, yeah, I listened to the Tron one. You're like, oh, that's not the one, though. That's not the one we need you to listen to. Um, amazing. Should we... Oh. <laughs> I just realised that things like phlegm are going to pick up on the podcast. Aww. So I look forward to everyone hearing that. Should we uh, Should we dive into this yeah. this this three-boy podcast so that we can... This three-boy Valentine's what, Day what, podcast. What, what do you think three boys <laughs> on Valentine's Day could sit and watch together? Yeah. Like? Michael's having a nice little whiskey. I'm sitting here shivering <laughs> because I'm ill. Danny's got a nice, lovely haircut. It's Aye. the nicest haircut I think he's I've ever seen him with. I'm a big fan. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> um, do you want to introduce the show so we can? Uh, what's up, people? People, to welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones. With me, Scott Morrison, and perhaps one of our first reoccurring guests. Yeah, Is that our first reoccurring guest. Well, Michael Da. Technically, you're the first one in person, but technically, William's been on twice. Oh yeah, the because William called in. William called in. William called in. Yeah. Where is this? Where is this <laughs> dial board? Uh, it's not, it was, it, you know what? If you go back, hello, listen, operator. It's it's like a total coincidence that we are talking about the Florida project, yeah. and he calls us, and we're like, "Oh, what was your favorite movie of the year?" And he's like, "Probably the Florida project." It does sound very set up, but like, no, no, I, of course, because I listened to that one. I, oh, I, good. I know, yeah, we have a true fan. How it's weird that we have a fan on a fan on the podcast. I didn't listen to that one. Oh no! I did listen to last week's one though, uh, Whiskey Cowboy one, which was good. That's good. Well, we don't need you to fucking suck us all off, Michael. Even though it is Valentine's <laughs> Day, um, let's just get right on ahead with this, this, the table. The, this gravy train. Uh, we watched the Notepad. What? Wait. What? Wait. We watched the. We watched the Post-it note. Post-it. <laughs> we watched the email. No, we watched the Notebook. Ah, the Notebook. Yeah. Which is. So, for, for context, Michael had seen it. Me and Danny had never seen it. No. And so we thought it would be a good idea. Because I, th- I think it's because... Was it at the end of the last episode, or was it afterwards? Because we just thought, like, it's such a it's a film with such a big reputation that, like... Um, that, like it's obviously such a big, famous yeah. film. And when you talk about romantic films, especially ones that are supposed to be tearjerkers and, um, like, uh, like um, epics and stuff like that, like this notebook comes up um, a lot. And it's just one that we hadn't seen. And we were like, that's maybe for Valentine's Day. It'd be cool just to go in. Because it has the bad reputation and the good reputation. There's yeah. people that love it, people that hate it. And yeah. second opinion, we like to get into the middle of all that. We, like, we, to get, like, we to... like to get in the middle, sort out what's what, tell everybody what their real opinion should be, and then, you know, dust our hands and that's yeah, it. Yeah, of course. We didn't want to, yeah. We like to just, we like to pick apart these controversies. Right. Um, I have something I'd like to ask. Um... I'd like to ask all women who have seen... Careful. Addressing all women. <laughs> I would like to address... It's funny because all women do listen to this podcast. I would like to address all women um, who who I've known who have talked very highly about the note, the notebook. It's like a millennial sort of... Mm. See, I would like... Well, regardless, I would like to address just any 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 woman who has sort of talked... Who's watched this film, talked very highly about it and has forced, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys... To sit and watch it with them. I just want to ask one. It's just a one-worded question. Okay. This. 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 This one. This question. This is the one that you've gone for. This piece of shit. <laughs> 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 this is the one 
that we're forced to sit through. I mean, we we weren't forced to sit through it. We put ourselves through it. My favourite part of the whole experience was when you sighed at one point, Michael Dart, and I was like, you don't have to be here. <laughs> You're here of your own fruition. You wanted to come on this episode. Yeah. Why well, I've watched it twice, though, is... Yeah. So um, what do you think of it, Scott Morrison? I... I thought it was the same as every other Nicholas Sparks movie that I've ever seen. How many have you seen? Oh, what have I seen? Dear John? Yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, and then I saw the trailer for the one about the cowboy, and I kind of feel like I've seen it. James yeah. Marston cowboy or Josh Dumal cowboy? Josh Dumal. <laughs> Fuck! So Josh Dumal cowboy. Is James Marston in another one? Pretty sure. Yeah, he is. And then there's also... He gets his happy ending in the end. <laughs> Just in a different Nicholas Sparks film. There's also... Um, the one with Zach... The Val, with Zach Efron. Efron was The Vow. I've seen that one. I've seen three. I've seen Notebook, Dear John, and The Vow. Mm, mm. I remember I went to see Dear John... It was 11. ...with a friend of mine, and she started crying, and I I remember... I was, we were both like still in like school at the time, and I was quite... I, was quite, I, wasn't, I wasn't the nice, friendly person I am now. No comment. And I remember just turning around and just being like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> well, the reason the reason I've seen so many is uh, um, me and my ex used to like to go to cinema to these films and just wait and listen to hear people sobbing and yeah, then just yeah, burst yeah. out laughter. Yeah. And they did not appreciate that whatsoever. But I, it was a great source of entertainment. I could imagine. I, I've, I feel like even just from seeing the trailers, I've, I definitely have noticed a trend. Yeah. Uh, generally, it's too... Very white, very attractive people um, who have some sort of class difference. Mm. One of them's maybe upper class. Mm-hmm. One of them's maybe lower class. <clears throat> There's usually a war involved. Something divides them. <laughs> Something divides them, which I think, because in this it's war. In, in Dear John, John it's, it's war. war. In The Vow it's war. Is Wait, it? in the cowboy one it's just class? Is that just... You know. can't go hanging out with no. It's because it's because she thinks Josh Dumal is going to do something really dangerous on the horse, and I'm no. like, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> or I've like, seen that one, just so. don't don't race, don't go on the horse anymore, Josh Dumal, and you can. But, oh, it's my my calling. I'm I'm a wild man. I'm a wild horseman. <laughs> Shut up, Josh Dumal. Um, and the other thing I've noticed <laughs> in all these films, they have a rain scene. Like, it yeah. gets heavy intense yeah, during yeah, the yeah. rain. Which, yeah. I don't know, he's got magic for him. He sold billions of books, and even Nicholas Sparks, and made 11 mm. films out of Well, that, books, I so. mean, it's it's trash, isn't it? No. It's trashy, like, not, like, really trashy, but it's it's like it's like middle-class trash. It's something I wouldn't read, but I can understand why lots of people read them. It's just like yeah, any other no, series I'm not, of but books. Like, do you, do you, you know what I mean, though? It's like, there's nothing remarkably special about it at all but I think it's you know it's kind of fantasy it's fantasy it's like it's yeah. innocent fantasy fulfilment yeah it's yeah it's like the f- it uh, is like the ultimate romance novel right. on screen yeah. there's two sects of people with them really there's mm. the people who like them and will like them continually regardless and then there's people who don't like them you know there's hardly any sort of jumping over from side to side yeah come film no, to yeah. film you know it's not like you're going like ooh Val wasn't very good, but the next one. Holding out for the next one. Let me tell you about Dear John, my boy. What did you think of it, Danny? I, yeah, it's it's very just sort of plain. I found it, like, especially because it's not even a particularly old romance film. Um, And it just, there isn't really much to it. It Mm. just sort of separates it from anything else. Um, There's the story mechanic um, that kind of tries to separate it. But even then, even that sort of... um, uh, 
dementia old like um, people for uh, like trying to stay together even I feel like that has been done better mm-hmm. other places mm-hmm. couldn't tell you off the top of my head but I feel like I've seen that done better other places never like it's called the notebook and obviously by the end he's also he, he's reading out notebook but you know, it, it's never sort of a, the title just doesn't really fit the film it's not like yeah, he's constantly all, scribbling away no. in a but then what else are they going to call it sad know. cry reading. I don't know why did the mum keep the letters yeah. <laughs> why didn't she just burn them? I don't understand just why you just bin them. <laughs> exactly. Like she's not rigged to the bins expecting. Who keeps anyway? a bunch of letters for seven years ago? Like Um Should we do a summary? Anyway, yeah. Sorry. I guess so, yeah. Do you want to I do just a... jump in the bits here? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'm so sorry about uh, I'll try. Maybe you do even like know, the listen, summary it's a long yeah. film, so I'm trying to capture it all. So Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams um meet over the course of a summer and start dating and um start falling in love when they are divided by class at their um, Rachel McAdams parents want her to move to college and carry on and he decide um, Ryan Gosling decides to try and separate in order to let her be able to do that and not to ruin her life uh, through a series of misunderstandings and war they end up on diff- um, different places in different circumstances um, then Rachel McAdams gets proposed to um, yeah. She's engaged. Uh, they meet up over a, another coincidence, and they now Rachel McAdams has to decide between her secure life with her um, adoring fiance, which she adores but doesn't love, uh, and her parents approve of, or to go with wild beard man Ryan Gosling, especially the second half his, of the movie, yeah, uh, in his. Um, um, house that he's done up and risk it all for love. Will she risk it all? The second half of the movie, love. Ryan Gosling goes proper scruffy cave boy mm. in this one. Yeah. Um, oh, um, this is a story that's been t- uh, probably the most important part. This is a story being told from an old man to an old woman. Of course. <laughs> so, the, the, so what's the name of the, the, the actor that plays? It's James old, Garner plays James the old man. Garner, yeah. the old man from Eight Simple Rules. <laughs> Um, the, the thing is, is that it's called Duke. In when this. the film started, I was like, oh, "It's interesting that they thought James Garner w- is." It's interesting that that's what they think old Ryan Gosling will look like. Hmm. They all look like James Garner, and Michael sort of goes, mm, "Is that a spoiler?" And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, it's it's sort of the you know that's sort of the twist that that they're the same person." I was like. I didn't realize that was. A, I just thought that was the plot of the film that they <laughs> were. Pretty the... sure, because like, because his name's Duke, and obviously the story's telling the guy's called Noah. So yeah, um, I don't think actually they call old women by a name mm-hmm. in the very. They just call her old women. They call they call her like <laughs> sweetie or <laughs> sweetie <laughs> or honey <laughs> or darling. You know, they don't call her Ali, which is the name of yeah. Rachel McAdams' character, and subsequently the old woman. So. Um, you don't find that out till sort of forty it's minutes about in or something. No, I agree that, that they are trying to play coy with it. Like, it's tricky. It's but... just such an obvious. Guy. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, so... yeah, it's like, why would he be telling? You know, like an old man reading stories to an old woman. But like, well, it's kind of it kind of not feels... very well disguised. Yeah, it kind of feels obvious when the kids come in when they like the family comes in and they go, oh, it's his family, and you're like, you. There's almost no need to say that unless you're just trying to hide it from the audience that it's also her family. Mm. Well, that, was, that was the curveball moment, though, because that was by that point you thought, oh, this is them, this is <laughs> this is Noah and Ali, um, and then you come, they come in the family, but you still the old man still you, you still know him as Duke, and they say this is his family. We don't say that to 
her. So you're like, oh, actually, is it actually the two of them? But it's such a quick curveball. Like, yeah, they yeah, throw it, it and you're like, oh, what's what's this? And then within two minutes, they unravel. Like, but that I'm sure, I'm sure, but... I'm sure people watching it are very invested in the film. Yeah, probably panicked for a split second. Yeah. that mm. it wasn't going to turn out the way they'd hoped. So uh, I think we need to get right to the heart of the the film then and ask. I think all three of us need to address the big question. What do you want? Would you go with James Morrison or would you go with Ryan Gosling? Oh. I'm a Ryan Gosling man. Yeah? Yeah. Michael? I'd go Marsden actually. You'd go Marsden? Yeah. I would have let Ryan I would have fuck I would have let Ryan Gosling <laughs> fuck me right there on the carnival ride on the carnival ride. Right there on the Ferris wheel. If he's coming up to me, I would have been like Sorted. I'm he's, never gonna get. Be- I'm never gonna do better than he's this. A fucking arsehole in the beginning. Like he literally, you really? He literally threatens to commit suicide. I if mean, she yeah. won't go out. He threatens her. Yeah, definitely, he, definitely, definitely. Uh, consent was not a thing back in the forties. <laughs> why? Why James Marsden? Um, I found him more charming, and he was very. I don't want that raw, rugged sexuality of <laughs> Brian Gosling. Um, no, Marsden, aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it doesn't help. Jack James Marsden doesn't get all that much time on screen anyway. But when he was on co- screen, he was charming. There was no point. You were like, oh, I don't like this guy. He is a nice guy. He has that like that trope of like super nice guys in romantic films where they go, oh, go just go get the one you love. Go on, yeah. go on. Like, I like think, I'm okay. Look, I think, I'll do it. Or I think you would have maybe felt more for him if he was in the film longer. You know what I mean? Because he had maybe what like, four scenes in the film. Yeah. With Rachel McAdams, so you don't like Danny said, you don't get to build up enough of a appreciation for him. So like nobody is gutted for him at the end. Yeah, that's it. He's mm. literally just there as like he's the alternative choice. Kind of just an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Yeah, he is just the alternative choice, and like there are a lot of movies that are guilty of it. Like um, Brooklyn from a few years ago with Sasha Ronan, kind of does a similar thing where it spends so much time setting up the bad boy that we all that we all love and want to go for and then it takes about 20 minutes to set up Donald Gleason's character as just oh he's loaded and he's pretty nice hmm. you'll be pretty satisfied if you hang out with this guy but then you know inevitably spoilers for Brooklyn she goes she does the same thing as in the notebook she goes Aye. she goes with the rugged handsome boy you know the one you spoke yeah um yeah it's kind of i feel like with those kind of movies the second choice is always just i you know, it's more of like a... What am I trying to say? Well, they, they, they don't... Con- help me it's out a spanner in the works. It's, uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. It's... Well, they, they feels like the choice she's trying to make is between, like, security and love. But, like, they don't ever feel like they make Ryan Gosling's life all that, like... Um, what's the word? Da- like, not dangerous in, like, harm's way, but, like, sort of risky. Like, yeah. he, he has a big fuck-off house. He does have which a big he to, fuck-off house. Which he managed but... to do up in, like, like a, a, enough time to grow a beard. Like, it's not... He wasn't super old. It wasn't, like, ten years or something. He managed to do it up pretty well. And he got, like... He was getting ridiculous offers from rich people. And um, he also, um, like... He doesn't seem to struggle with money. Like you'd think, the film would be more interesting if um, Ryan Gosling was struggling with money, and like she was like, "Oh my god!" Like there, if I do go with Ryan Gosling, despite the fact I love him, there is a serious like I, that even a risk take. I would be taking a risk, yeah, not just a sort of like a flimsy risk. I might mm. be a little bit poor off. I can't afford the kind of shoes I'd like, but I'd still be able to afford shoes. Yeah, mm. 
Yeah, um, you feel like he do- has thrown all that money into the house, though. So, but it's the house that he promised. But then he's he would... being offered fucking. Yeah, but like, you wouldn't sell. By should, should, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have her come with you, and then we're like, right, love, we're gonna have to sell the house. I promised. Uh, we're gonna have to move because I have no money. Bedroom. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a case of flat. choosing between the house and lots of money, where you could. Jason Morrison could probably sweep in, buy the house, yeah, um, and then. She could still and then he's like, money. no, you have both. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan can live in the garage. <laughs> yeah. That would be a satisfactory ending. Um, it's funny, the, the the unsubtle way as well, you were talking about this, Michael, like the unsubtle way that they portray the, the issue of class mm. in yeah. the film. And there's a scene when they're all, when he goes to meet Rachel McAdams' parents, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're at this big dinner party, and everybody's wearing all the fancy, classy like upper class people are all wearing white. Ryan Gosling's character is wearing black. It's like fucking like just want to be on set that day when they were coming up with that scene and they you know they bring the director over and the, the, the costumes and they're like right we've got a great idea right see how everybody's dressed in white. Okay, he's like right, we've got an idea. What what what's the opposite to to, to white? And they're like well, okay, I guess I guess black and it's like white. <laughs> but what's and what's the opposite to upper class? lower class and then they just kind of tap their nose at him (laughs) (laughs) and everybody gets it everyone's gonna get the metaphor like yeah do you think there's someone who's like considering on the day should we put up a sign for the for the watcher just to make sure they actually get this metaphor like really in their face Uh, like a a stage handler comes up with a sign goes by the way did you notice yeah it's fine there's there's almost no subtlety in the movie no at all like like characters will just repeat things of like what do you mean you don't want to be with me Ryan Gosling, who has this nice house and this great, like you know, it's like mm. they feel the need to just constantly like reaffirm to the audience what's going on. Like the audience can't just remember things and accept <laughs> things. And for a two-hour movie, not a lot happened. <sighs> not a lot. This happens. film would, I think, would be a lot more watchable if they just cut out, cut it down. Faff. Yeah. Like you would actually standard I like, hundred minutes. That'd be yeah. You know, I, I mean, like, like this film would actually like. I think that it would make more of an impact. Like it would actually, I would have actually liked the film more. Like that first scene where we're walking down the street, like after the first date, mm. that just went on forever. So long. I yeah. wish the cars had hit them. Because they what they go they go they walk down there. So they have this long conversation while walking. It's like one take, last maybe two mm. and a half minutes. And she and he tells her what she is like. That yeah, she can't he's make like, a oh, you're not free. And I'm like, Shit, nobody talks this like is, this. Yeah, exactly. Like even I don't care like what kind of romantic bullshit you're trying to write like people don't just start saying things like that to people they've just met and maybe i'm uh, not a romantic or whatever but like it's just it's just nonsense and then after that you then have them lie on the ground for three minutes talking about nothing and then a car nearly hits them and then they dance for about two minutes the whole scene goes on for like 10 minutes it's just nothing's happening it's yeah. just so and i get you know their relationship is supposed to be building but it feels like from the second he sits down next to her in the cinema, their relationship is established as like they're meant to be together, mm. yeah. and it never grows from that, really. You know, I mean, yeah. it might have been interesting if at first they, you know, I mean, they do the thing where she doesn't want to date him, and that's yeah, done that's, pretty quickly for two hours. Done very quickly. Like I said, all he does, he just goes and sits next to her in the cinema, and then mm. that's it. They're like together done. now. Yeah. Mm. How did you feel about the awkward scene? With, because Ryan Gosling is going out with a war widow, yeah, in the second half of the film, and then obviously Rachel McAdams come back, comes back, and they hook up, 
And then the widow comes back, and then they'd all just like spend a day together, the three of them. I think Rachel McAdams is really happy and enthusiastic, and you're like, why? Shouldn't you be the ner- most nervous because you've come in? You're the you're the intruder in this like relationship. Like Ryan Gosling is with this um, widowed woman, and you're the one who's come in and broke that up. Yet mm-hmm. she's going like, "Why don't you come in and have some pancakes? Yeah. We're so hungry at all the sex we've been." Yeah, having. that's it. It's we're like have oh, sex yeah, for the last like, two days, and we're so hungry. <laughs> come help us make pancakes. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, right, uh, I can't remember Noah." <laughs> Oh my goodness, is that? That is hailstones. Oh. oh my god. Should we go out having a notebook scene? Damn. Yes, Let's I'll go put on my crazy blue scene. thing I've got. Take the, take the mics <laughs> with us and just live record us having a notebook scene. <laughs> that is, it is coming down a mighty storm out there. Hi. I did have a few moments tonight where it was like I was sitting and it's like a Thursday night and I'm ill, I'm sober. Uh, the notebooks on the TV, and I just keep looking around. There's just two guys in the room, <laughs> like just just three guys hanging out watching the notebook. And I was like, "Is this podcast worth it?" Because <laughs> like I'm not enjoying the movie. And I was like, "If I make good life choices." Well, at least now you can say you've seen the notebook when people you you know when I people say can. it's it's better to have an opinion on the notebook, seeing the notebook instead of just to, you know. When have the... you ever had to have an opinion on the notebook? <laughs> well, like if someone's asking about it. Like, it's one of those things, like, when people dismiss Twilight, you know, it's better to have seen Twilight that's and dismiss true. Twilight yeah, yeah. rather than just to say, ah, it looks shite, though, doesn't it? Because that's it, like, I'm indifferent to the film. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just it exists, and pff, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, hate's a strong word. Notebook is ultimately harmless. But, I, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't sit and diss it for hours, but like, like I, to someone who said they liked I, it. I'd be like, on a podcast, maybe. <laughs> no, I, on a podcast, definitely, but, but I'm not dissing it because it's cool to diss it. It's... Because it generally has its problems, but it comes back to Scott's original question. This is like this is <laughs> this, yeah. It, like out of all the ones to get obsessed with, out of all the ones to like, all these romantic films to um, decide is like one of the favorites. This one, this because one, it's, like it's such it. a weird hill to die on. Yeah, that's what I was meaning. Like it's not, it's not particularly different from a lot of you know sort of hard romantic films like this hmm. it's just the same problem but for some reason I just think it's just because the boys are hot well this sort of really launched Ryan Gosling mm. as a mm. as a heartthrob yeah star because like, think where he is now exactly uh, well he's just last covered thing he in did blood was beating up people with hammers and Blade Runner was the last thing yeah of course yeah fuck because like the big sort of romantic films and many people are like one of their favourites is Titanic I at least understand mm. Titanic because there is so much in it and there's so much that happens Titanic's got the same apart from the boat part Titanic has the same like plot again ah, it's, like, a, it's class yeah, struggle again yeah. but like at least like there's least, a lot more to Titanic but no yeah. book just is a bit at least with Titanic they intertwined it with a real story of something that actually happened in history okay mm. the, the story of the film didn't happen but they managed to have this romantic story intertwined to the actual sinking of the Titanic. Mm. Although I don't want to, I don't want to dismin- um, diminish like the romantic side of both the stories because like that's why pe- people don't want to come to the notebook so they can have a break of a sinking yeah, ship. Definitely. Like, like if the Titanic <coughs> romantic, like the ti- Titanic's romantic side, at least has like some sort of epicness to it. And there's even between Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Kate. Was it Winslet? Winslet? Yeah. Between them, there is like like a connection and chemistry, and you do care. Like you do get sad at the end of Titanic. Mm. I really actually struggled 
to get emotional at the mm. end of the Notebook. I was actually kind of I just yeah, it did nothing for me. Ah, but at least with Titanic, you you do feel it for all the cheesiness of Titanic. You do feel their their romance yeah, at the end. Yeah, I have the same problem with Titanic though. It's just like idiocy at the end, like. She said she would never like. There's plenty of space in that door. For oh, right. Oh, like, one of these arguments. Fucking, yeah. Like, that's not the you point. You always of the have scene. these shitty <laughs> arguments, though. Yeah, really. Like, oh, I didn't think we'd do that in space. Whatever, Michael. It's fucking Star Wars. Shop. Like, it's not. I don't know. It's yeah. It's not no... the point of the scene. The point of the scene is he sacrifices her, um, himself to save her. Yeah. That's the. That's the tragedy. It'd be shit if he didn't do that. My, oh, oh, hang on, get on. Oh, we're all okay now. Everyone's fine. okay. Yeah. Get off my fuck. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think. Uh... Oh, I had no. Like what? Okay. Notebook is like vanilla compared to something like Titanic. Like, yeah. they're, they're, like there's loads of other ones. Even if you like take the Notebook as cheesy and you want a cheesy romance film, there I still think there's better alternatives. Titanic almost feels though like it's trying to appeal to every audience, mm. whereas the Notebook is very much got a specific, like a target audience in mind. Yeah, and that, which is not a bad like not a bad thing or anything. It's no. not like well, that's that's why um, that's why I wanted to say when we were talking. I, I didn't want to diminish diminish the romantic side of Titanic. I'm not saying that. No book should have some action side to it or anything because I I don't want to. I know yeah. that's not the point. What I'm saying is, if if you left the even if you took the Titanic romantic subplot and just made that the film and you didn't intertwine it with like mm. the sink of the Titanic, if you got and you fixed all that continuity in the story mm. that would occur from that, like it would still be more interesting than the Notebook. Yeah, definitely. How did you How did you feel about the ending to the Notebook? I'd seen it before, so it obviously did not happen. Well, just to clarify, just so that in case you are oh, watching course, it, like, yeah. um, at the end, uh, it's like obviously throughout the film we've mentioned, it's revealed that the older couple, that um, the guy who's telling, the older man who's telling the older woman the story, it's them, she's got dementia, and she's losing her memory, uh, and he tells the story for that, like, what is it, sometimes five minutes mm-hmm. of her clarity, remembering who she is and remembering who he is, uh, and then... Um, he he's on this like noble crusade of trying to help her remember. Uh, he's really really sick, and they both decide in a really strangely, almost supernatural way, like to die together. Mm. It yeah, because there's nothing particularly wrong with old Noah. No, they hint heavily. By well, of course, yeah, that, but it, yeah. they hint it by. The amount of pills he takes, yeah. which seems rather... And, he, and his reference to he has had a couple of heart attacks. And then yeah. towards the end, you see him being wheeled out of the uh, old people's home as well. For after, after she's remembered who he is, and then she freaks out because she instantly forgets who he is. They have to come in sedate her. He's crying. That night, I think he has a heart attack again, gets wheeled out. Oh, and then there's, a scene, of her, that, there's a scene of her sat there in a wheelchair where I think we're trying to imply that she is remembering who he is because the next time he see she sees him she, she remembers she, straight away she goes, well she goes yeah I've missed you reading me the story sort of thing so yeah it it was very inconsistent in that way because she just completely like in yeah. a split second and I mean I have no medical knowledge on dementia whatsoever so I don't know if it is possible for someone to have memories triggered like that uh, the first time around but it took so much work for him to get her to remember who she was first time around. The fact that she remembered who he was when he snuck into her room in the dead of night and crouched down next to her bed. After last time he saw her, she freaked out because he called her yeah. darling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one, that one was a bit confusing for me. But 
that's me being pedantic again, I suppose. I will admit that the 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 scene where he gets her old Noah gets old Amy Adams or Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Rachel McAdams. <laughs> uh, yeah. To remember, and then she forgets. That was quite heartbreaking. Aye, because we thought it was the end of the film for a second. I thought I was like, oh great, like this will be it. This is he's got he's got her back. Because I thought maybe it had never worked before. Would not have been about. I would probably prefer it if it ended. I'd have there. really enjoyed that ending, but instead we get sad. Yeah, they die together essentially. Yeah. If you've not seen the film, and yeah, you do, yeah. are not going to, because now it's been spoiled. But I mean, yeah. it's hardly a film that works on multi levels where you're twisting and turning, wondering what's going to happen. You're, if you're going to be affected by the ending, you're going to be affected because you've um, watched the journey of these two characters together. It's not going to be a yeah. spoiler that gets yeah. you. Um, it's you're going to watch them and you're going to watch them build up to this sort of weird... It's, it's sad in a happy kind of way because obviously they've been through so much together and they end up dying together. Yeah. Um, not in like a packed suicide Have thing I should sort of, sort of point out. It's just yeah. sort of drift away together in the night. Which is quite sweet. It is sweet. Um, but we... like it's not as... It doesn't hit as hard as you, you think it should that's kind of my mm. original point like considering that they die together and like they've been through this and this like, you've been in the whole, this long film it almost kind of disturbed me the end a little bit like no... when the credits started rolling I was a bit just well, that's oh was, that, was like, like, that's the ending yeah. I don't know I don't know why I expected it but there was no swell of like orchestral music or something yeah. it was just sort of it just dead silent yeah. yeah and then it recurs no music there either there was no sort of like cheesy pop song thing that you'd expect at the yeah. end of that movie like sort of love song that we would have probably released with the movie and that would have gone to number one mm. in the charts that sort of thing it was just sort of like and here's the credits roll it's just very <coughs> yeah it's very somber and very cut warm. and done it's like a very cut and done for what it's been a, like such a big build up yeah can we talk about how the how the ending is very similar to Shutter Island hmm it's obviously where Shutter Island got its ideas from. Uh, spoilers for Shutter Island, I guess. Yeah, I guess spoilers for Shutter Island. But uh, yeah, the, the endings are very similar. Hmm. He's running this kind of test, almost. Yeah, to the uh, point to where... get try and trigger her memory. To point to the point where he's playing a character. Yeah, he's like he's, yeah, yeah, he's playing like a guy over. that lives yeah. at the or nursing. The nurse comes over and introduces. I think you'll like him. He's very funny. He tells very good stories, and like like as if they've just paired yeah. up for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, obviously not dissimilar to Shutter Island yeah. um, where characters are playing roles to convince Leonardo DiCaprio's character that he is a police officer uh, when in fact he's a patient and it's kind of I don't know I had like the same kind of vibe and then it works and then she forgets again although there's obviously the which is what happens in Shutter Island but obviously there's the debate in Shutter Island that he intentionally pretends to forget hmm. so that he can just die or so that he can be lobotomized, so he doesn't have to live with the sadness of what he did. Shouldn't be spoiling Shadow Island. For it's been a long time since I've seen Shadow yeah, Island. Yeah, oh, like I must admit, like I do remember the end. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, it's not all as it seems. In well, yeah, the end of Shadow Island, he 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 obviously has the breakthrough hmm. that he remembers, but then with that, he remembers that he has killed his wife and children, and so they are told that if it, if it's if it doesn't stick. If this this him remembering this doesn't stick, he'll be lobotomized. Yeah. And there, so Mark Ruffalo comes over to him and he he once again is like, oh, we need to figure out how to get off this island. So it hasn't worked. But then Leonardo DiCaprio, I can't remember exactly what he says to him, but he says something to Mark Ruffalo that heavily implies mm. that he's just pretending that he's forgotten again because he can't live with the horror of 
the fact that he killed his wife and children, so he'd rather just be lobotomized. It's a fucking good movie. As I said, I think twice during the viewing of this film, why aren't we watching Shutter <laughs> Island instead? It's not romantic. Film. <laughs> it's bear. It's a bear film. Um, what about yeah. what about the relationship between the two main characters? Like mm. when you sort of just from sort of doing some quick googling and things, um, it seems to be very unpopular with like relationships experts because they're deemed is deemed as like an unhealthy relationship. It does seem very unhealthy. At the very beginning, it does, especially when they first meet, because like we talk about how like uh, we're fighting all the time. There's a scene where we're breaking up for the first time after he overhears the parents saying that he's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And she is walloping him. So, mm-hmm. like, that yeah, that doesn't stand. But at the same time, in the defence of them both, they're young and they seem to grow, you know, that time apart. And the second time around, yeah, they have an argument again, but it doesn't get physical. People fight. So I think it shows that people change in time. I don't know if they did that deliberately. Probably not at all. Mm. But I think it shows that people do change over time. People do stupid shit when they're younger in relationships that shouldn't be, you know, if if that relationship had lasted the seven years and that good stuff had continued to the present day in the film, you know, but you could see by the end, especially as well, that, you know, when he was speaking to the kids and being like, that's my sweetheart in there. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. This is where I live now. You it know. seems like they were always that intense. Yeah. From the get go. Um, like I said, all it kind of took was him sitting next to her in the cinema, and they were just but like, but the very start that first summer, whatever it was, that summer was like I would have been like, nah, these two people should definitely, definitely not be together. Yeah. Like, especially first of all, he wears her down until eventually she eventually goes out with him, and then their relationship is so volatile, and um. You know, to the point of actual physical attack. Um, Why does he wear her down? He like he asks her out briefly, doesn't he? At the very beginning, they're in the the fair, and he goes, "Do you want to go out with me?" And she was like, "No." But he threatens suicide. But the, no, no, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking before that. What yeah. I'm saying is like when he like he first turns around and he first sees her for the first time and just like go asks her out, and she's like, "No." And then he decides to threaten suicide almost within the next few minutes. Like, within, like, ten minutes of meeting her, he's threatening suicide over going out with Yeah. Her. So, like, what, what, what is it? What, I guess that's just a gambit, right? though. It's just, like, he's trying to be cute. Like, he's not going to fucking let no, no, he don't. No, 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 but it's... It's his boorish way of being... Yeah, but why her? I'm just, like, considering they barely uh, exchanged you, are you, are you, words are you, at this point. Are you throwing out a little, like, Arrested Development quote there? Like... Her? <laughs> <laughs> this? Her? Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, that's it. Like, I don't know what the correct answer is. I just thought it's interesting because this film is always like, seems to be people like, hashtag relationship goals, mm. all that sort of thing. And obviously, this it's not favoured by relationship experts. I'm not one. I'm a single man. Like, all I'm hardly, I'm hardly, an, you know, I've just thrown that out there as an oh. extra sort of. What did you think as to the actual relationship between the two of them? Yeah. Um, like... Do you think this is a film that, you know, young women and men should be watching and thinking, 
this nah, definitely is not. what a relationship should it's, be. It's, it's like high fantasy But it's also not stuff. a relationship. At no point is it really a relationship. They're like... They're, they're, the only time it ever is a relationship is over the yeah, summer and the bits you don't really see. What the bits you see are the relationship starting, the relationship ending, the relationship restarting, the relationship ending. You only see the tip and tail. You don't actually see them for a long period of time yeah. being I would, in a relationship. I would put it this way. Between the point in the film where she leaves James Marsden and moves into the house and the present day with old Noah and old Ali... Mm. You never really see... That's when the love phase was. All that beforehand was lust, almost. Mm. You never see love between them, I don't think. You just see height of passion and lust and desire for each other. Well, it's almost other. like the, the film is just them going through the honeymoon stage of a relationship. Honeymoon? Cows. Honeymoon stage of a relationship over and over again. Like, the sum, like summer like of love, like that's like a honeymoon stage. They even like when she they re meet up. She comes <coughs> in the door in just the bed cover. That's yeah. honeymoon stage. Um, like that's the the that's what you always see him in. So it like almost hyperfantalizes the relationship because like the whole um, the honeymoon stage is the majority of what you see them in. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. What did you think about my mother? I thought she was a fucking bin snake. Mate. Do you not think? That she was sort of redeemed by Man. the end when what, what? she took him to the. Why? Because she fucking talks to her daughter about how she went slumming as well. Like you know, what I mean, it's fucking bullshit. It's... And like we sort of mentioned, I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, why does she bother keeping the letters? Because in the film, Noah sends after Ali goes home after summer. Noah sends a letter a day to Ali. That's regardless because that letter must be arriving like three, four days late. Yeah. So like it must have been just a bizarre. At what, and of at what point in his letters do you reckon he started writing? Am I going to start hearing back from you at any point? You know? Yeah. Or like, what did he write about her? Exactly. Was, was every letter like my fucking undying love for you is like insane or whatever? Or romance? Or were were, were some of them just like? Yeah, like me and Paul went fishing. And that was <laughs> oh, that Trevor, you know, from Three Letters Ago. Like a he's still being a cunt, you know. He's still being a fucking um, cunt. So hit me up. Yeah, Finn, whatever. Finn, T- Finn, Finn, <laughs> Finn died in the war, which I completely TV. missed. <laughs> yeah, Finn dies in the war, which you overlooked, and you overlooked it as well. I overlooked. Apparently, it as well. I'm the only person who picked up Finn's death. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice it. Like I got him. Yeah, Ryan Gosling stands over his body and he's the like... The war was very sort of just very short. in there. It was like, so short. I assumed the Gozatron was going to have to go back to war. But hmm. I guess he's... It was very just hammed in there. The only sort of thing that came out of it was that that's how she met James Marsden. Yeah, yeah. Like, did you really need the Second World War to introduce <laughs> a character like that? You know what I mean? Like, the World War Two was it's, a it's, good socialising she event. Couldn't, she, couldn't have, she couldn't have just met a guy at college when she went to college. No, she had to meet a guy when it's she was working quick, as a nurse. It's a quick, easy, dramatic... Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is being, a, peer, being a period piece as well, I suppose. Yeah. Even that's the might as well bung the war in there. <laughs> that's yeah, like, the war, yeah. If your film's set in the 40s, might as well chuck the war in it. <laughs> But isn't that like a um, a fantasy? What was it? Uh, what's the name of it? The is it the Florence Nightingale in that fantasy? The nurse falling in love with the the victim that she the, not the victim yeah. the the patient she treats. That, yeah. That's a that's a fantasy. I can't even remember what it's fucking called again. Is it the Nightingale? Sure. I'm not sure. But that that's like even in itself just like a a, a hyperized uh, hyperfight like 
fantasy. That that's like a just a really one, almost as popular as like a knight in shining armor sort of one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did they go out on the lake on the boat in the first place? Dang yeah, because he's like, swans. come back in the morning. What? Hang out with the swans. Oh, the come- geese. Geese. Whatever. Come back in the um, morning. I want to show you something. Loads of geese. Loads of geese. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, but no, but that is pretty cool. Where did like, they get if all you, the geese? If you went to that pond, if I, if I, if you took a girl out of that pond and there was like a few geese, she'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like, I'm not probably going to do it. But if you're like, I don't want to impress her. I'll take it this pond of fucking thousands of geese. Like, how often is a situation where you see thousands of? But geese he's got to be really confident that they'll still be there. He's not just going through or like sailing through like. Sorry, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, uh, I swear to God, any 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 minute now, we'll we'll hit the the island of geese. Yeah, the, the geese swans. One geese lake. are vicious bastards. Aye. I wouldn't want to fucking take anybody out in a, in a especially in a when you're hitting oars into the fucking water. Like, <laughs> actually, yeah, geese are vicious because um, this is completely side note. Tangent, but, but yeah, yeah. You got an so, anecdote? Yeah, I do have an anecdote. Thank you. Bring Danny. the anecdote um, to the table. So I used to, used to work on a TV program where I did a lot of traveling, <laughs> and there's a service station on the M6 that there are geese just like wandering around yeah. everywhere. And one night we had to stop there to fill up with fuel. And in the middle of the forecourt of the petrol station, there was this goose just standing there. And um, got out of the car, filled up the car fine, but standing there looking at us. And then went in to pay. And then I can't remember who was might be driving. I think it was my colleague who was going to be driving. And she couldn't get in the car because of the goose. And every time she walked towards it, it would start doing sort of like velociraptor like yeah. tongue thing. Ooh. And to the point where I went over, so it's just a goose. Started walking towards it. It started walking towards me. <laughs> left it. Jumped, oh, you want some too? Jump back in the car. I was like, we're just gonna have to run this goose over because yeah. there's no way of getting out of here whatsoever. Because we didn't want to hit the goose. It just stood in front of the car. So I was like, I'll get out and just shoot away. Nah, I wasn't having any of it. So yeah, yeah very vicious, vicious creature. Wait, did you run it over? No, it, it did okay. move eventually, but we would That's have. A weird addition to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dark confesses he killed a goose. Goose murder? That's not Goose, the word goose has lost all meaning at this point. <laughs> ah, ties in with my previous episode. Also, <laughs> oh, yeah, true. and also, isn't, isn't Ryan Gosling's nickname the goose? The gauze. So, what do you want from this film? What do you want? It's not that simple. Yeah, that was um that that's like the one scene that I'd seen before because it came up at work recently because me and friend of the podcast Jamie Jamie Boyle uh, we had never seen it before um, and I was like one of the first things I asked was like what's the iconic scene like because with those kind of films there's always like the the bit there's a you couple know, like, there's that one and the other one is the bit where we get off the boat and she's like why didn't you rat me yeah and he's like I wrote you every day for a year yeah which I think I'd seen before as well mm-hmm. but it's not kind of like in the same vein of uh, like I, I I was saying you guys I one of my big shames in life was that I hadn't seen Silence of the Lambs mm. for some reason it just eluded me so I finally watched it and it was so bizarre watching it because I just felt like I'd already seen it because yeah. there's so much about it just out there in the world and you just see so many clips and I just felt like I knew the whole... Like, I, I quoted it a lot, and I'd never even seen it. You know what I mean? Um, so it was kind of odd to, like, watch it. Whereas with that, I you, I didn't really get a sense that, oh, this is, like, a big culturally relevant film. Like Except not... for that. But that, that when I asked what the scene was, like, what was a famous scene, my friend Kerry showed me that clip on... Aye. 
But like, it's almost like the notion of the notebook is more iconic than anything within the yeah, notebook. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The idea it of it being yeah. like this romantic film, tearjerker among women, resentment between men, oh, I don't want to have to watch it. Um, like, that's more... That's it's what it's famous for more than like yeah. the actual. Um, it's easy enough to marginalise it in those two groups. I mean, that's not far off, but I'm sure there's plenty of men who enjoy the notebook and plenty of women oh, who enjoy the notebook. A, oh yeah, yeah, but that that's a generalisation that it's famous for. Like it's not necessarily yeah, a I mean, true yeah. generalisation, but that's what it's. Known say, for. It's not to say like anyone can enjoy the notebook, but it's not exactly a secret that it's a film marketed towards women. You uh, know? I mean, it's not like. You know, they're the same way there are fil- the same way the Expendables is marketed towards men. You know, what I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but yeah, I don't do. I mean, do we have anything else? Oh, I wanted majorly? to very briefly say aesthetically, it like at times does a good job of feeling like an old film. I yeah, we like talked it, about this yeah. because like there's like especially it sets and lighting, um, and even some of the way they talk and some of the way it's shot. Like it's really it's like it's trying to be like hmm. a, a sort of. Uh, classic Hollywood film. There's a moment where uh, Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling, and Sam Shepard. Incidentally, fucking Sam Shepard's in this movie. My boy. R.I.P. Love. Uh, big fan of Sam Shepard. So when he popped up, I was like, "This shit's about to get good." And then he's barely in it. But there's a scene where they are having a conversation on the porch of Sam Shepard's house, and I said, "Like, if you had, ju- if you just put like a fucking sepia tone over that, it hmm. would just look like an old western." Yeah. The way it's all framed, the way everybody's sitting, the way it just kind of lets the take play out it could have varies and they just put you know that kind of that old western music of like you know like or something like as they went inside and I think it would work couldn't totally well. couldn't fault the production value and yeah. like the aesthetic of it like mm-hmm. I always think they should have um, been a bit bolder and relied on that more that might have been more interesting but it was like and really to, went for the old yeah, school trying, yeah. this is trying to be an old classic um, Hollywood romantic film like that would have maybe worked kind of in the same way La La Land does yeah. uh, on, on the top subject of Grand Gosling where La La Land goes like really wants to be a classic Hollywood um uh, musical a notebook might have worked better if it tried to, to lean a little harder then it would have given itself more identity and may, maybe in that identity would have found a more sort of um, uh, like a, a more noticeable like memorable film mm-hmm. yeah I definitely think it would have worked better if it leaned into that but then I do wonder would that that probably wouldn't have appealed to as wide an audience but then I guess Land La 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 appealed uh, yes, but I don't like he might not have appealed directly to that demographic but I don't think it alienated it yeah I guess so um because we all sit and watch loads of romantic films, can you think of any better ones you would have picked for tonight than The Notebook? Just because I'm weird. I feel like my favourite romance film has to be weird, but I love Comet a whole lot. I've not seen Comet. Comet, Comet is a love story that takes place across par, uh, paranormal dimen- like paranormal universes. Is it like The Lake um, House with so it's Keanu Reeves The and same Sandra two characters. It's, uh, it's Justin Long, and I'm totally blanking on the name of the actress. Um, but it's their relationship plays out, but it's like different versions of them from scene to scene, and it's fucking fascinating. I also really love Five Hundred Days of Summer, and it will forever be it will forever, ups- it will forever upset me that Mark Webb was immediately taken from that and put on Amazing Spider Man because watching what he's done since then, it feels like all the style and the unique kind of. Yeah, like the unique style that he kind of created through 500 Days of Summer has just been like beating the fuck out of him. And it's 500 really... Days is another one of these ones that's sort of cult, like you associate that with like breakups and things like that. Mm. That's like. But it's such, it's, yeah, it's the characters in that are at the very least, are, I feel like, are a lot more complex than. Nah, we're both cunts. Oh, okay. 
What about you, Daniel? Um, recently, The Big Sick. I really like The Big Fuck Sick. Yeah. It's oh. a great romantic film. Oh. Even if it can derail and be sometimes about the relationship between him and um, his uh, like pet girlfriend's parents, yeah. um, The Big Sick's really good. But, I, I mean, that film literally derails the romantic comedy yeah. part of the film. Yeah, to focus on what the film is really about. Yeah. Um, I thought another one, um, I think it's especially about young love, which I find really interesting, is A Love Submarine. Sub, like submarine Good especially film. about young love and dealing with like um the obstacles you'd get in that sort of thing i'll fucking love submarine yeah i got to blow somebody's mind the other day because they didn't know richard iwadi was a director ah yeah. like, it's, it's boy have i got a film so for you yeah, one like, film though <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so i probably don't show him the double yeah the, the double, even, even i struggle with that's the double. a bit more intense but hey yeah. it's one great film um yeah for me ruby sparks <laughs> Ruby Sparks. I watched Ruby Sparks like two uh, this last Thursday. He's getting so emotional, really. Sorry, I fucking and, um, Great Gatsby. I don't like the Great Gatsby. Well, I like the story of the Great Gatsby. I don't like that Baz Luhrmann. I like, movie. I like the, hmm. I like how that one doesn't turn out the way you want it to. Hmm. That's what I like about it. Some of these are like subversions, though. I just say the Big Six is well, a Ruby version. Sparks is a subversion of like, yeah, like the romantic. He does all yeah. the over fantasizing. Yeah, like, yeah he yeah, does yeah. all of the wrong things, and then by the end. Um, Oh, I won't spoil it. Yeah, because it's... You should definitely see I, Ruby Sparks. I feel Sparks like Ruby Sparks is a film that seemed to pass so many people by. Yeah. Because I even know, like, it's not on, like, Netflix or Amazon or anything. It seems like really it's not talked to about. come by. Yeah. yeah, it's not talked about. Like, I only have it because I have it on DVD. Like, from... Is it the same director? Maybe it's from the it's same... It's Loma uh, Sunshine. Uh, yeah, but there's also... Oh, it's not the same director. I can't remember. Uh, then I'll just mention it anyway. Two uh, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind is a fucking awesome film as well mm, as, right. a, as a romance film um, yeah but anything Paul Dano's in is pretty pretty good Paul Dano is but I think also Ruby Sparks benefits from the main characters that are in the relationship being in a relationship in real life as well yeah maybe well uh, yeah because Ruby, yeah, Ruby Sparks yeah so it, yeah. it sounds that, yeah but uh, I think it is interesting that like our like answers to something like that are Stranger, like they're not kind of straightforward. Ah, it's because they, we're weird boys. Yeah, that's it. It's because we're like we, and I guess we. I don't know. I guess, but that's because you you've seen most of these romantic yeah. films, and even in subplots, like every single action film has the romantic subplot. Romance is so yeah. like overdone that, of course, the films that you're gonna um, see are the the inversions, the ones that really stick are the ones who subvert it in some way. Yeah, I just feel like it's not a genre I set out to look for but I noticed that majority of quote unquote romantic films are romantic comedies that seem to be released but the truly romantic films that are released are these Nicholas Sparks mm. adaptations like so there's maybe one film like this a year comes out around about Valentine's Day what's there's this year's one? There's a big one out one? right now the, the, the last uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movie yeah that's out that's yeah. sort of taken over the mantle from these that films. has almost become the Saw what Saw used to be to Halloween that's now Aye. Fifty Shades of Grey have they split the last one? I don't think so I don't think so it's I don't think even movies. they should have out two yeah. filmed them on into one film probably they probably could have because there's not much to them um, saying that I've only seen the first we saw the first we saw the first, saw the first one with our, with our friend Becky good lord <laughs> it was not just me and you <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> oh that's right yeah Becky incidentally have I ever told you this that, be- that our most listened to episode is the one Becky's don't on? tell her that oh I told she her knows, she, she knows was her power. she's yeah. on a boat she won't find out for <clears> six months <throat> so we, if we ever need a spike in popularity we just bring Becky back on um, where does my last episode rank I am, actually I'm not sure the only one I know kind of definitively is is 
the Becky episode because it's the one that's got the highest. What film is that? Uh, Home Alone Five. Yeah. yeah. So what Scott's not even in? I'm in, I'm in that one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you are, you briefly. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I make a phone call from Budapest. Maybe it's because they were missing you, Scott. I'm going to have to fucking call you from America. That's Ooh. a whole different thing you're going to have to How long are you waiting in America for? Three weeks. Okay, so you will miss so one. I'll miss one. One, yeah. maybe two. Maybe two. What are we going to do that week, Daniel? Oh, assuming. Oh. Well, you, let's not you, call me Daniel for that whole week. <laughs> that whole week will not call me Daniel. <laughs> um, is there anything left to say about the notebook? Uh, no, I. I I think it's harmless. Um, ultimately, um, I think it's. I just feel like there is better romantic films. Yeah, yeah. Even even in the genre of being a cheesy romantic film, I think there's better alternatives. Yeah. It's we sat, we watched it. It's done. Here's the. That's it. Here's, here's the. Outcome. And at the end, it was like funny. Like uh, we. What we was had, it? I I brought something up at the start, and you were like, "Shit!" And I was like, "Michael, I'm not watching this in silence. Like, I refuse to. We are making jokes through yeah. this movie. Like, I can't deal with that. That would be torture." Um. Okay, I guess if that's everything we have to say about the notebook, I guess that can conclude our Valentine's Day episode. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Uh-huh. That can conclude our Valentine's Day portion of the episode. And you could stop listening here. I could, I'll, yeah. Maybe I'm rolling the music we'll even, right we'll, now. We'll, maybe we'll, I'm we'll, not. We'll, we'll, J.K. Simmons, you, we'll, we'll say that then. However, a fun thing you could do is stick around for this next bit, this but, little bonus. Yeah, because I'm going to explain what Valentine's Day is just a corporate lie that you shouldn't go dodging it, in the first place. All so, just fucking strap in, people. Shows. Here's 20 minutes of me. No, I'm <laughs> reading off an essay as well. Uh, so, obviously, Sunday night, the Super Bowl happened. Oh, which is, Super Bowl, which is you know cool. We I mean, we hung out, we watched it. At, it means nothing to you really, like on the grand, like the, the game itself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, but um, I don't watch American football, uh, but I I like to turn up for the Super Bowl because it's always a fun night and stuff. Mm. And uh, something incredibly fucking exciting happened. Had so much. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Something incredibly exciting happened in the world of nerdiness and movies, which fucking blew my mind. They just dropped a Cloverfield movie. It's mental, isn't out it? Out of nowhere. Like, just one minute, no Cloverfield movie, the next minute, just into existence. It's so, it's so bizarre. Fascinating. Like, how I, the, the cynical part of me kind of feels like they just didn't know what to do with it, hmm. and so they thought, you know what, bung it out. No, that's the reported thing that, like, yeah, it's, don't market it, it was just, never going to make a theatrical, yeah. like, a good theatrical release, and they feel as they realised they could make more money on Netflix. It's too strange. It's too... It's like too much power. Like we, as film people, we're so used to, uh, uh, we're going to make a film. This this sci-fi film you want to see, it's going to be made. It will be in two years' time. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a cast member here. Oh, do, 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 do. build up to a trailer. There's a trailer. How did they, it's still going to be in a year's time. How did they, yeah, how did they manage to keep this under wraps? Well, like? I think that's what I mean. It's like people knew there was a film coming. Like there was going to be a Cloverfield film coming, but it seemed to be getting delayed and there was mm. cash reshift. Turns out all that was just lies. Like, they had made and finished the movie, and it was just fucking them just toying with was us. Was it this one, though, or was it the... No, as far as I know, it was this one, this yeah, because that's, that's apparently the, report, the reported issue, is that they didn't know how to release it theatrically, okay. because it's t- too... Strange. It's so specific. Because it is literally appealing <coughs> to Cloverfield fans. Which is quite a niche nah, group of people. I think like, I should. I think we should clarify here that I've <coughs> seen the newest one. I've seen the second one, but I've not seen the first one. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not as invested in this cool yeah. feel thing as I watched it on. I was I was excited because you were so excited to watch it. I so was buzzing. Yeah, I burst into the flat on Monday night after work. And Michael was in the kitchen, and I just ran in and was like, "It's Cloverfield Day!" <laughs> uh, I was fucking so pumped. Um, 
But now we've all watched it. What's everyone's thoughts? Uh, it was fine. It's fine, it isn't right. it? <laughs> it's it's. I will say this. I don't think I've had that much excitement and fun watching a film in a long time, just because of like how it was launched. Uh, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, holy fuck! This like I'm watching a new Cloverfield it's movie. So this is crazy. Mental. And like, it is pretty bonkers sci-fi stuff. Yeah. It's. I, I think it's kind of a stupid sci-fi film. It's, it's. I think it's quite stupid. I think you're watching it and I'm like, this is a bit silly. What What, is, what do you think silly about it? Well, I think it's like, what they've got this, like... I could get silly, but I think I think it's silly in like a more positive way. Than well, I, I don't, like, I'm not, I don't, like, I think it's stupid and I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching this film. Yeah. But like, it's, it's an in, stupid kind of sci-fi. Mm. It almost, to me, was like uh, a Doctor Who episode without the Doctor. It very much was. It did feel like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, it yeah. felt like almost like the Ood episode. Ah, it like it's a silly episode. Yeah, like, yeah. like Doctor Who silly science, where like they, they quote something abstractly real and then go, and now this! Yeah. Um, and it was it was fun to watch. Um, but like, it like especially because after the last one, which like... I didn't. The last one isn't really much for sci-fi film until the end, where it's yeah. more psychological. The last one just has such, like, fucking amazing acting and like such precise directing and stuff mm. like that. Like, this one feels very like they threw a lot of stuff together. And this like, one, they... well, it's fine because we got the paradox. Then mm. we got the parallel universes. We can just chuck a lot of shit at the wall. And this one, they've worked backwards. They've they've clearly got they got a chalk they got a whiteboard in and they were like, we want to make the Cloverfield films. Connected, Connect, yeah. For some reason, I'm not sure why. Which I think, because I think everyone was on board with just the anthology. anthology with yeah, the anthology. Yeah. it's Black Mirror, yeah. but films. Yeah, um, which is kind of it's it's fun, but it's a shame that they because it's like what what have we really learned from the Cloverfield Paradox that connects them? We've learned that all of them take place in parallel universes, which like, you could absolutely say, anyway. say anyway. Yeah, like you could have very easily brought the Cloverfield monster into another Cloverfield film and not have to have it tie in or anything like that. Like, people would have, like, accepted it because you would just see it as an anthology series and the way that they have to try and tie all this together. See, I just, like... I <coughs> The best thing about the second Cloverfield film is it's clearly not supposed to be a Cloverfield film. It's just a film that someone's come up, they've written, they've had, yeah. like, they've had this really good yeah. idea <coughs> and they've slapped Cloverfield on it to make it sell. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with That's that. That's yeah. the kind of marketing I'm okay with. Just take some, take somebody who's got a really cool original sci-fi film and go, cool, boom, Cloverfield yeah. film, yeah. bring it up so we can all see people it. People are like, oh, my, like, people who don't know about that kind of thing will just be like, oh, a sequel of that, the, what, that monster movie from 2007? Mm. Like, fuck yeah, we should go see that. It's like, yeah. Ah, you see under, and then as Cloverfield builds up to be this uh, anthology film series of these weird abstract sci-fi ideas or this psychological uh, sci-fi ideas, you go to see what the next Cloverfield, like you see the next Black Mirror, because you don't see Black Mirror for the character development, obviously. You go see it because you're like, what's the next twisted or what's mm. the next interesting idea they're going to yeah. come up with? Yeah. And I feel like you didn't need to connect them. Absolutely not. Especially in this really abstract way. I yeah. spent most of the film just trying to work out the characters and all of their sort of purposes in it, because mm. none of the characters really stand out. Like, it's focused on this British female character that's in space she's kind of a background character but she just sort of she just sort of sat there in silence didn't really say anything for the first 50 minutes of the film and then there's all this stuff going on on Earth and that's Mm. a completely different plot line that goes nowhere as well yeah 
Um, that was literally just to have the reveal of the Cloverfield monster at the end. Mm. But it's not even the Cloverfield monster from the first movie. No. Like, it's clearly bigger. Yeah. Because can... in the first movie, the 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 satellite... Because I assume that they were trying to make you think... Because obviously the whole story with the first one is that a satellite crashes to Earth mm. and that's what awakens the Cloverfield monster from on the sea. It doesn't make sense, that obviously, that the Cloverfield monster would already be kicking about. And then then the satellite arrives... And then also he says on the phone, like, oh, you're bringing her back to Earth with those things? Like, plural? So I, it's definitely, it's clearly not meant to be Earth from the first movie. No. no so it all seems very, I would say it's like, closer to Earth than the second movie because there's loads of monsters yeah. sort of floating around. But it's not, is it even monsters in the second one? No, no it's, it's aliens. It's straight it's, up like UFOs. But this yeah. is like a yeah. third universe where, because of the paradox wherever the Cloverfield monsters are from have ended up on Earth. Because yeah. they, they, I think they even mentioned in the first one that the first one's just a baby. And yeah. that's why this one's like super fuck off big. Yeah. Um, I just oh, can't... But I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I love the first Cloverfield so much when that fucking monster popped up over there. It was fucking cool. Daniel, I got rock fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes! So he can call you Daniel? Well, I think its comment was too shocking to be able to cry. Yeah, I just couldn't get behind any of the characters. I was sat there thinking, this is kind of like... Well, I was like, is this going to have monsters on the ship with them? Mm. Is it going to be sunshine Which it never did that, though. Which no. I think is cool. It, instead, it just played with the paradox thing mm. of people coming in from different S- versions of this situation. And I still just don't understand what the whole mission was. I know it was to find renewable energy, but what is this firing up the core thing going to do? It's like the Hydron Collider. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. It's like a more like a more sci-fi we just have to take it in space rather than underground. Okay, uh, yeah. like it's it's just a, it's a lot that of it. A lot of it just confused fatal. me. Like, not to a point where I hated the film. I just was, like, very melancholy towards it all. I felt melancholy. What, like, you were longing for it? Sort of, okay, indifferent. Yeah. I I had such a blast watching it. Like, every twist, I was Mm. just like, this is, where is it going to go? And granted, it doesn't really amount to much. No. But the whole, I was just so along for the ride. Like, when Uh, the, the woman appeared in the wall... That is I was like, good. This is that's crazy. the point where I was like, "Oh God, here's a monster going to be behind." The yeah, wall. I assumed that. So was I was really pleasantly annoying. surprised it was yeah. a woman with such a good pipes like, and tubes stuck in there. Such a good kind of twist of expectations, and the way her plot plays out, mm. I thought was really fun. And you know, someone coming in from a different yeah. dimension to thinking that like the situation is the same as in her dimension, but it's totally different. Yeah. But she still acts. That way, and is convinced Why that are there certain, certain characters people, yeah. here. What's that character? Yeah. I don't trust that character. And uh, the whole plotline with uh, Chris, uh, O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd's arm. Chris O'Dowd's just the thing that makes this. Like, <laughs> he, he was great. He's yeah. exactly what this film needed because it's so like it's got so many silly and stupid moments. You just need Chris O'Dowd in there to react to mm-hmm. things. Do you think Chris O'Dowd has now been typecast as the character that? Ryan Reynolds is in Ryan Reynolds films. You know how in Ryan Reynolds films, he's now this sarcastic, yeah. wise-ass character. Chris O'Dowd is essentially the same, but softer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's more like, oh, I love, you know, crazy, I love, that's Roy. It's just another yeah, Roy he plays character. That bum- he plays that sort of hmm. bumbling, like, smart, cynical yeah. person, like, very, very well, I think. Or if it's not, sm- like, smart is a, you know what I mean? Well, he's it's like smart my- in the sense that 
in the way in the IT, he's good at his job uh, and things like that. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got my favourite line of the film, which is when they when the his arm is writing something down yeah. and he just shouts, "What are you saying, arm?" Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant line. Stuff that I was having a lot of fun with. I just think, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's by no means a perfect movie, but like, what what movie is perfect? It's it's, uh, it's by no means it's by no means even like a great film, but. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's so. I'll tell you what it is. It's a Netflix original movie. It's a it's a definitely got the feel of a film straight to streaming service. I see. I somebody said that to me the other day, and I was like, fucking. <clears throat> two years ago, Beasts of No Nation was on my uh, film list of the year. Last year, Blue Jay was on my film list of the year. Like, uh, well, sorry, two years ago, Blue Jay was on my film list of the year. Last year, Okja very nearly. Okay, maybe. Or, uh, um, I don't belong. I don't belong in this world anymore. Like, it... They put out stunning stuff. I think it's a total generalization to act like this is that Netflix is like the straight. They're just making TV movies. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. They're, they're not just maybe, making TV movies. Maybe yeah. early days Netflix. Then this is the kind of thing you would expect before. Mm. before. I mean, like, well, I mean, the first movie they put out with Beast and Donation. It's fucking stunning. I get where you're coming from, but I don't. I don't. I kind of really disagree with people who say that like a Netflix film is. But I think uh, no, I think we're at a point now where there's they're so great, much. They're great next. There's so many ways to get a film shown that there kind of is no real bottom of the barrel way anymore. Blue no. Jay, if you're looking for another film for Valentine's Day, watch yeah, that. that would have been fun. Um, but yeah, I just thought it would be fun to just do a quick little sort of ten or so minute rant yeah. about because no. it's fun that it just drops. Yeah, so, it was super. Like, it's, so, it's like it, it's it's flipping the genre on its head. It it's reminded like, me so... how much fun it is to be a nerd when Aye. stuff like this happens. Where I was, I was buzzing. Like I was going like the whole morning. I was at work and like a friend, like friend of mine, was messaging me, being like, "What the fuck is going on? Like they've just dropped a new Cloverfield movie." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And like the whole day I'm at work, I'm just like just counting down the hours. Normally I'm counting down the hours to get home anyway, but I was counting down the hours because I, I can't wait to get home. I it's like, it's so tagged on at the yeah. end. You watch a trailer and you're like, oh, the Cloverfield trailer's out. Oh, that's really cool. That it's must a- be out soon. Now on Netflix. Yeah. What the fuck? You I think? like how it's things like this that get all sorts of people interested in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so you many people I mean? watch it for the trailer. There's so many that. different things about the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a sporting event. But it's more than that because there's the adverts, there's a halftime show. Because you came along for the halftime show. I left after the halftime show. I was like, that's, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) I got my Cloverfield announcement and I had my Justin We don't get the adverts, obviously, here in the UK. We get them on YouTube. But you can still follow them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still follow them as they drop. Was there anything else from the Super Bowl, like film wise, that's coming out? Was there not a Deadpool trailer drop during the. No, that's not that. Was that yesterday? What are we, real quick, because I do want to wrap up Han Solo? Yeah. I'm not a big Star Wars person anyway, Just, so I'm the wrong person to ask. I mean, it's 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 got that same... I feel like it has that same thing of, as, as the Ant-Man situation as well, mm. where you watch the trailer and I'm just thinking, but there's a pretty fucking cool movie hidden underneath this, like, somewhere. Uh, yeah. Donald Glover looked cool in this. In yeah, I, I think everybody's kind of on board that Donald Glover's going to nail it. But, <clears throat> but well, I mean, we don't know. We've not even heard him deliver a line yet. No. It's just, no. yeah. I think everyone just at the moment is in the mindset that Donald Glover can do no wrong so I feel like the weird thing about the Han Solo trailer is it just reminds you how real the film is even though it's only coming out in a couple of yeah. months time like the, like not, barely anything's been released about it and they hit you with the trailer and it's like oh yeah this film is a, like it's a tangible film it's actually mm. being cut together and being you've made. heard so much about it and, uh, yeah but nothing actual publicity wise yeah mm-hmm. uh, and then the, yeah there was the Avenger one that looked fine and then 
uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World I didn't watch because uh, first one was plenty. It was kind of there. It was like it, it hasn't sold me on anything more. Like it's just still hmm. uh, all right, cool. I don't think there was much it was else not, after that. Was it not Thor Ragnarok last year? Was the big one that dropped during the remember. Super Bowl? I can't remember. That sounds about right. They're usually pretty on board with that. Uh, but yeah, I think we can. Oh, and well done, Eagles. Congratulations, yeah. you fucking idiots, on rioting and nearly destroying your city because you want a fucking game of football, you twats. But other than that, <laughs> um, fair play. It's <laughs> a good game. I know it's not everyone. It's. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Few bad apples in it. I would definitely say go watch Super Bowl if you've not seen it. Like yeah. that, that game is something incredible. You can get shortened versions of it, so you don't have to sit through all the yeah. non stuff. But yeah, Super- American Scottish American football fans all look very similar. They all the look like me. They all there's bald, but big, very dense beard. I'm neither and then, of those like, things. Just I was, to clarify. I was saying to a friend of mine yesterday, like. Guys that aren't fat, but there's like mass. Like they look like they could just walk up to a wall and just continue walking through the wall. People like, that could maybe play it. Yeah, that's it. It's like not. It's not. It's not fat. It's just like it's like it's power. Yeah. Uh, to quote Paul. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I just thought it was a fun, funny observation. I was like, but yeah, all these people. I actually messaged my friend Liam, who I went traveling around Europe with, and was like, all, all. The American football fans look like you. <laughs> that was a good night. Yeah. That was fun. But with that, uh, have Valentine's Day. Thank Happy you for having Super Bowl. me. It was fun having you on again. But cool. with that, everyone, uh, eat JK Simmons. Eat JK Simmons. Uh, here to play you out. It's whatever music I put in. Maybe something romantic. Who knows? And to all you lovers out there, stay groovy. You're actually good. <laughs> Slow dance to this part. And if I were old, your heart last night, it's because I love you more.